0: From Studio A in Arcata, behind the Redwood Curtain, curtain, it's time for
1: Suckatash.
0: Yes, Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast featuring snippets from comedy. soundcast And also interviews with comedians, comedian soundcasters, and other showbiz folk. And now, here's this episode's host from up the coast the man who puts the X in Xbox and the tie on anti social comedy soundcast soundcaster Tyson Sainer. Sainer. In, in. 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 in.
2: Saluto, and this me, Tyson Saner, your every other weekly host for this first episode of Sakatash produced in this still fairly new year of 2022. It's episode 288, and in case you missed last week's episode 287, hosted by show creator Mark Kershaw, you might be interested to know that it featured clips from the soundcast known as Legal Geeks, Wizworld Live, Muriel's Murders, and Dear Earth, I'm Really Sorry were interested, and in fact still are interested in that episode, you can find it at all of Soundcasting's major distribution points, namely Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Audible, YouTube, and of course our very own home site Succotashhow.com. But this is a different show, and I've got different content for you. I've got a trio of clips from the Soundcast's Resting Bitch with Ali Makovsky, Hollywood Handbook, and Dead Eyes. I may or may not be including an advertisement from our fictional, but extremely well-represented throughout what will be 11 years this April, sponsor, Henderson's Pants. Real potential sponsors take note. We are, as far as I know, still on the lookout for an actual paying sponsor who likes what we do here at Suck Enough to invest in us. Anyway, happy 2022 to you. Let's get to the clips. First up, Resting Bitch with Allie Makovsky, from Allie Makovsky. Its description says, A podcast from comedian Ali Makofsky. Resting Bitch is a weekly diary with Allie catching you up on what happened this week. So the clip I've chosen is from an episode from December 29th, 2021, called Cursed Christmas. And apparently it is episode 130, in which Allie talks about the holiday season, how to flip a negative into a positive, says the word bitch a lot, and why everyone's shitting this time of year. This clip is from very early in the episode where host Allie gives us updates about how her life has been going to help set the mood for the episode.
1: Uh, I guess we'll get into it. Uh, 2021 is about to be over. What are the highlights of 2021? Are there any? I got a boyfriend. That was 2020. Yeah. Yeah. I bought a boyfriend in 2020. He's lightly used good condition, 6'4", um, 2021, I'm trying to think, I don't remember, well, I guess a lot of cool stuff has happened, Not nothing I can think of, though, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like when cool things happen, I, like, I compartmentalize everything, like, it just goes to a certain part of my brain, and I don't, uh, doesn't like I don't have like I don't have one of those brains that's like these are all the top ten. I don't have like a Watch Mojo brain where I'm like top ten coolest things of Allie's year. Let's get into it. I should have maybe written down a list of some highlights, maybe some lowlights too. That would have been fun. But uh, yeah, I moved into my new apartment. That was pretty cool. I fostered this doggy who's so handsome. Um, yeah, anyway, I'll get into it. Today's going to probably be a short episode. I feel like it's one of those end of the year, things are slowing down. I've been a sleepy gal. My boyfriend had COVID. Uh, I somehow didn't. I got that dirty, dirty blood, that dirty road comic blood. I just, I didn't get it. Or at least I just didn't test positive. I took a test like five times and got nothing, Nothing came back. Negative. Across the board. I'm strong. I'm strong and mighty. Uh, But yeah, my parents, they still wanted us over, even though my boyfriend had COVID. They were like, we don't give a F. Wear a mask. Stay away, but be there. So we did that, and so far, everyone's good. No, uh, No COVID symptoms so far. But I know that this year got, you know, a lot of people, a lot of weird things going on. Yeah, um, I have a Patreon exclusive on this episode. I got a lot of dirty secrets that I'll air out on Patreon. So if you're interested in hearing my secrets, uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash AllieMakovsky, and uh, if you become a member, we you can get all the all the gossip, all the drama, all the tea. Um, and if you're not, well, then enjoy this public free episode. Okay. So I asked a question cuz I think this will just help get into the topics. Um I asked on my Instagram if anyone had any highlights, any good or bad Christmas stories. And so I'll read through those. So my buddy Brian, he's on the Patreon, Brian Fricken Rocks. He's an OG Patreon head. Um brian was telling me that his grandma blacked out on christmas blacked out his grandma blacked out passed out in the car i got to go to the dms to read the full story um so he said he said his grandma got drunk and passed out in the car on christmas day so obviously i was like how old is your grandma because I'm just trying to picture like a gray-haired lady, just frail, just lit out of her mind. Uh, he didn't say how old she was. What a true bummer. Oh, she's 80. His grandma's 80 and has purely gray hair. She's iconic in the family. Uh, yeah. That's always... I, th- that's also the thing about the holidays. It brings out truly the worst in people. It's a stressful time. And here's the thing that I realized, I think a while ago, but also this year, is like, sure, Christmas is special and, you know, we make it this big holiday and whatever, yada, yada. But I also think it creates so much stress and, you know, brings out this weird emotional response to it that it's like, if you don't want to do Christmas with your family don't do it. Sure, it'll bum them out, but, like, if you do it in a polite way where you're like, hey, I just, I think I'm gonna do something different this year, like, me and my boyfriend or girlfriend or family or, like, you know, or just you on your own, like, oh, I'm gonna do, you know, a Christmas alone this year, but I'll send you, like, a gift or something where it's not like, you guys are all fucking crazy, I hate you, like, I'm doing my own thing, you psycho, you know, losers, I think there's a nice way where you can... Obviously, they're still going to be mad. Not obviously. Maybe they won't be. Maybe they'll be like, finally, they're not going to freaking come to Christmas. They might be relieved that you're not going to be there.
2: So, the show has a non-active Twitter account at RestingBpod. That's all lowercase R-E-S-T-I-N-G-B-P-O-D. And it has been inactive since at least January 12th, 2022, but is on Instagram with the same spelling. You can reach Allie Makovsky herself on Twitter at NotAllieMac, that is all lowercase N-O-T-A-L-I-M-A-C. And you can go to AllieMakovsky.com forward slash shows to find information on her shows. Episodes are also on YouTube, and they're hosted by a live person that you can see moving around. it has got to be a better way to put that. <laughs> Next up, Hollywood Handbook with Sean Clements and Hayes Davenport. Its description says, Hollywood Handbook is an insider's guide to achieving your showbiz dreams from two A-list it boys who are living theirs. Hayes and Sean provide an exclusive VIP backstage pass into Tinseltown politics, answer questions from unsuccessful listeners, and bring in famous guests to discuss their craft and how they became what they are. Famous. Famous is in parentheses. I would like to point out that the current logo... As of January 15, 2022 is styled as uh, looking like a notebook and on the cover of that notebook it says Hollywood handbook at the top and then below in smaller letters it says an insider's guide to kicking Button, dropping names in the red carpet lined back hallways of this industry we call showbiz and just under that is a yellow post-it note with the message thanks this helped and it is signed by Ron Howard. Now if you could see me you would notice that I'm using finger quotes when I say signed, because the letters of this note look very much like a font, which is very funny to me. So I clipped the show back in 2018 for episode 180, which was called Trickin' and Clippin' and posted very close to Halloween. Longtime listeners might note, back then, the show tended to have at least six clips, and would post, I'm going to say, less frequently than it does now. But the clip I have selected is from an episode from January 4th, 2022, called Get Played, Our Video Game Friends. Get Played is the soundcast formerly known as How Did This Get Played, rebranded for the foreseeable future. Episode description says the boys welcome back Nick Weiger, Heather Ann Campbell, and Matt Apodaca from the podcast Get Played to make a new video game. This I Select is from the beginning of the introduction of the three guests to set the mood for the episode.
3: Heather and Campbell are here.
4: <laughs> yep, that's that's me. We got Matt Apodaca. Do you guys want me to introduce the third guest? Is that sure. what you're queuing me up here for? That, would, got, that would
3: actually kick ass. That we've would. also
4: got my 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 friend and co-host uh, Nick Weiker. <laughs> Hi, Nick. Hi.
3: They, uh, congrats! You were on Podmass recently. I was checking your feed, and you were celebrating yourselves over there, retweeting a uh, uh, Podmass mention. And then What's I was Podmass?
5: like, oh,
3: po- Podmass is the list of, all like, the best, or not necessarily the best, but the most notable Okay, mm-hmm. podcast from that week. And I saw that, and I thought to myself, oh, Podmass is back. Holy shit. Because I just assumed it had gone on hiatus for
6: two and a half years, something like it, that.
3: Easily two and a half years, which is the last time that we were mentioned in it. Because mm-hmm. we used to get some burn mm. on Podmass, yeah. And then I go back, I scroll through. It has been diligently producing this column every single week. Is this Vulture or what is this, A.V. Club? What is it's, mm. it's, it's No, AV we were mentioned there too, though. We got we oh, got okay. yeah, it's another sort of another publication you there is on both. Yeah. We got we got written up for being good there also. I thought PodMass was an app. Am I thinking of something else? I think Yeah you're yes. thinking of something
6: else. You are think, thinking of something no, else. No, I actually don't Podmass? think you
3: are. I don't think you're thinking of anything.
6: Yeah, <laughs> I think you're lying. No, I just saw something that was Podcast addict.
3: That's what it was. That was the app.
6: I could see how. Yeah,
5: you heard Podmass, and it's got what you're thinking of is the
3: word podcast. I guess so. Yes.
6: I
5: see. (laughs) Do you guys need
4: help? Do You guys like what?
3: (laughs) No,
6: no, no. Well,
4: how can I facilitate this?
3: No,
6: no, no.
4: To make it run smooth for you guys.
3: This is is going exactly. You all are just like slotting into your role so perfectly, (laughs) marching to the beat of my little drum.
6: Okay, I've got a front row seat for the puppet show, <laughs> and all the marionettes came to dance. <laughs> Hayes twists his little fingers up above the stage.
3: Last time Heather and was here. We did a video game adaptation of the proposal starring Ryan Reynolds. Wow. Do you recall this other end?
4: Yeah. Um, there. It seemed like there was some miscommunication about the fundamentals of what a video game is or what it should accomplish. <laughs> uh, I guess. I left with a lot of concern for your, not just like your exposure to games, but your overall worldview. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you guys want to take another swing at it, the whole crew is here.
6: Well, we're going to have to take another swing at it because unfortunately, uh, whatever the miscommunication was, it sounded pretty damn good to some of the high ups over at Netflix and they went ahead and made a goddamn fucking hit movie out of it. And Tyka's riffing was sublime. So if that isn't the mark... ...of a successful video game development podcast episode of Hollywood Handbook. Mm -hmm. I don't know what is. They put Ryan Reynolds in the friggin' movie, and they made him be in the video game. And they made him be, I assume, doing all the things that we said he would be doing, including carrying a box, putting down a box, having trouble getting over the box. Yeah. So we gotta beat it. We gotta come even harder, and this time... We've got to get some kind of trademark or copyright on this mm-hmm. thing so that we don't get scooped again. Because mm. I to... want my points. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that the plot of Red Notice? What were you describing? So free I understand,
3: guy. and this this goes back to the pod mass podcast uh-huh. thing that Sean is disoriented. That was a free guy was, of course, a 20th project. Oh,
0: free guy. Okay.
3: Right. Yes. That you could see in theaters. Second oh. deadliest video game movie of all time uh, from the in-theater experience mm-hmm. nestled mm-hmm. right in between. Distant second. This, yes, very, yes. Uh, what yeah, was the just, first
6: one? Huh? Oh, Sonic the Hedgehog was a oh. super spreader. It killed more people than oh, any other right. movie released yeah. in history. It was packing theaters full of families uh, immediately before and... the country was shut down for... Uh, you know, the novel. Program. Yeah, it killed.
3: Yeah.
2: Sonic killed more people than hatred. Wow. So apparently you can also watch the video recording of this episode at patreon.com, The flagrant ones. That is capital T H E capital F L A G R A N T capital O N E S. You can find the show at Twitter at all lowercase flagrant ones pod. So it's flagrant ones like I described and then the word P O D. Hayes Davenport can be reached at all lowercase H A Y E S D A V E N P O R T. Sean Clements can be reached at capital S E A N capital C L E M E N T S. Nick Weiger, all lowercase N I C K W I G E R. Heather Ann Campbell can be found at all lowercase H E A T H E R C A M P B E L L. And Matt Apodaca can be found at all lowercase
0: M A T T A P O D A C A.
4: Oh, la, la, la,
0: la. Another innocent pedestrian. Another inattentive driver. Another senseless death on another crowded city street. Looks like someone wasn't wearing his Henderson's pedestrian pants. The only pants that tell oncoming traffic please don't hit me. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here. And if you're like me, you've probably realized that the simple act of trying to walk from point A to point B in downtown America has become a little like going ten rounds with Mike Tyson. Chances are, you're eventually going to get hit. And why wouldn't you? With so many drivers using their valuable time behind the wheel to shave, eat lunch, or check in with their good friends on social media, who in the heck has time to watch where they're going? going anymore. (laughs) Not me. And that's why Henderson's has come to the rescue. With pants so iridescently bright, they instantly turn a potentially deadly intersection into a cone-zone crosswalk of a discriminating fashion runway. With Henderson's pedestrian pants, even folks who are asleep at the wheel or vying for their city's DUI record will see you coming from blocks away with colors like radioactive isotope green, volcanic pumpkin vomit orange, and bladder infection yellow. But stylish color options are only part of the magic of Henderson's Pedestrian Pants. Built into the protective, heat-resistant lining of these beauties are over 10,000 watts of flexible klieg light strips that will illuminate your legs like a Broadway marquee. Nothing says, see me coming, like a pair of Henderson's Pedestrian Pants. Originally designed for the Rockettes of Radio City Music Hall, dirt track race car drivers and power walking narcissists with a taste for the bizarre Henderson's pedestrian pants are available at your local all occasion security barn and wherever used traffic flares are sold that's Henderson's makers of potentially life saving outerwear since 1911 and now back to Suckatash
2: thank you Bill Haywatt finally dead eyes from iTunesUs SU underscore Sunset. I'm not sure what that means. It's literally it's all lowercase i so t u n e s u, so iTunesU, and then underscore Sunset, which has many of the same letters as iTunesU. Feels like an inside joke. Anyway, its description says actor comedian Connor Ratliff from the Chris Gethard show, UCB, and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel embarks upon a quest to solve a very stupid mystery that has haunted him for two decades. Why Tom Hanks fired him from a small role in the 2001 HBO miniseries Band of Brothers. The clip is from a show that posted on January 6th of 2022 called Band of Others, in which Connor talks with Zach Braff from Scrubs and Garden State, Adam Scott from Parks and Recreation and Party Down, and David Krumholtz from Numbers and the Deuce about how they all auditioned for Band of Brothers and were not cast. The clip features part of the interview with Adam Scott, the Adam Scott section is quite late in the soundcast, but I've chosen to drop us right at the beginning of the segment because I felt like it. It would be better if I talked a different way or something for the purposes of
7: your headphones. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's a little loud. But is this any better? Does that sound any better? Yeah. All right, so that's better. That, I've done something that That's helped. great. Yeah, Yeah. He has a new series on Apple TV Plus called Severance, which co-stars my friend and past guest, Zach Cherry, who told me that Adam was a fan of this podcast and, more importantly, that he had a Band of Brothers audition experience. It was either. The
5: reason I think it was probably January 2000 is because I was uh, working on this little indie called Seven and a Match right up until, like, Christmas break, one of the Other actors in that indie, Ian Bailey is the one who ended up getting the role that
7: I was auditioning for. By this point, Adam already had a really solid resume of 90s acting work. Shows like Boy Meets World, Party of Five, NYPD Blue. He's even in a Star Trek movie.
5: Sir, there's another starship coming in.
0: It's the Enterprise.
7: And, like David Crumholtz, he had already been on an episode of ER. His Band of Brothers audition story, of course, begins in the same room in Los Angeles with a bearded, super skinny Tom Hanks. He was kind of tucked into a corner with a chair and a
5: coffee table sort of in front of him, so you could not get to him. I remember thinking, oh, that's really smart that they're doing this, because everyone is going to want to touch Tom Hanks. Everyone's going to want to shake his hand when they walk into the room and talk to him but he wasn't standoffish he was super friendly
7: across that bridge of objects in the room how did you feel that first audition went with tom hanks like what was your vibe on your own uh, how you had done i remember feeling like it went as well as i thought it could
5: considering how nervous i, I was really really nervous and Early on, I tended to get lots of roles for nervous characters because those are the auditions that I could score on because I have a hard time kind of masking anxiety or, you know, nervousness or whatever. I probably overestimated how well I did just because I was so relieved that it was over. But then I remember running into Ian and just all of a sudden my bubble being popped like, wait, I'm not the only one auditioning for this? Like, this isn't already my job? How can that be? You have to trick yourself into feeling all these things and thinking all these things in order to to keep going. And, and, uh, and running into Ian, I sort of knew I was doomed. And then that was confirmed for me <laughs> a few weeks later. And, and was there a callback or was that it? No, that was it. And... I don't know if they had another round. I remember feeling like like the vibe was, this is the audition. Like, you'll either get it or you won't. But maybe they did have more auditions after that. I have no idea.
7: I talked to David Krumholtz, and he said there was a point where they were doing mix-and-match auditions, where they'd like bring in okay. a group of people and see, like, how does this group of actors look? I never know whether or not that's the next phase of process, or that's the way they're like rooting through a general crowd of people. You know, I would imagine
5: that would be like the next step after what I did. So I didn't even make it that far, but I was treating it and the time afterwards as if I was waiting to hear if I got it or not, not if I was going to continue auditioning for it. So hearing that now, even like makes me, feel like shit you know how that I'm sorry it, it just never stop. Yeah. no no not not at all <laughs> but it just never stops and it's like 22 years later and i'm like oh man i didn't even make it past tom hanks but it's not surprising to me of course
7: Years after failing to make it past the Tom Hanks round of Band of Brothers auditions, Adam did end up getting cast in a Playtone production, The Great Buck Howard, starring Colin Hanks, John Malkovich, and Emily Blunt. Tom Hanks also has a small role in the movie, but Adam didn't get a chance to reconnect with him until the movie premiered.
5: It was at Sundance, like, you know, a year and a half later or something. He introduced everyone out onto the stage one by one and that was a big deal to be, you know, introduced by Tom Hanks. Yeah. And I had a tiny role in the movie. I, I why I was even there is is a is a mystery. And and it was also cool to see him because he was like the producer of the movie and his son was the star and he was like the MC before the movie started and backstage he was, you know, saying hello to everyone. I think he's very aware of who he is, the effect he has on—like, great stars are. A, they can switch it on and be that person for everyone, and it's very Hanksy. It feels like you're in a Tom Hanks movie with him as he's, like, backstage, like, holding court. It was really fun.
2: You can find the show on Twitter at Dead Eyes Podcast. That is capital D-E-A-D, capital E-Y-E-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. The host, Connor Ratliff, is at all lowercase C-O-N-N-O-R-R-A-T-L-I-F-F. And the guest, Adam Scott, can be found at Mr. Adam Scott, all lowercase M-R-A-D-A-M-S-C-O-T-T. But you can also find Zach Braff at all lowercase C-A-C-H-B-R-A-F-F. And David Krumholtz is not currently on Twitter, but he is on Instagram, at David Krumholtz, which is D-A-V-I-D-K-R-U-M-H-O-L-T-Z. And the show's website is at headgum.com forward slash dead hyphen eyes. And that's the first show of 2022. I should have another one for you in a couple of weeks. Next week, Mark Hershon will be your host for Epi 289, and he might have clips for you, he might have a chat episode for you, or he might bring you something entirely new. I cannot predict beyond that. I do hope that you found something enjoyable amongst the audible offerings I included with this episode, listening to as many soundcasts as I do, and have, throughout the years, has led to having quite a few interesting aural experiences. Maybe you had one or two of those during the show. Perhaps you'll find some in the archive. There's plenty to be had. I even already know one I am including in the future episode, and I know one that I will definitely be listening to in search of a second clip. It's still a fluid situation, though, so who knows what will happen the next time I bring you a show. Nobody. Not even me, really. So until then, be decent to each other. Go to www.tysonsander.com to find additional content that I've created for theoretical public consumption. And if you'd like to share us with others, we'd really appreciate it. It's what we mean when we ask you to please pass the succotash.
0: You've been listening to Suckatash, the comedy soundcast, soundcast with your host Tyson Sainer, brought to you by Henderson's Pants and imagine your company's name right here. Rate us and review us at Apple and Google Podcasts. Find us on the web at show.com, on Spotify, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, and wherever fine soundcasts are to streamed and or downloaded. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Suckatash Show. Like us on Facebook. Email us at T-Y-S-O-N at SuckatashShow.com or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. That number again is 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcasts directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash slash Suckatash is produced and engineered by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Sainer. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is Kenny Durgis. Suckatash is executive produced by Mark Hershon. Until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please pass the Suckatash goodbye.